Hi, this is Matt Shaw, pastor at City Lift Church. If you're in the Fort Lauderdale area, we'd love for you to come visit us on a Sunday sometime or join us online, citylift.church. We hope today's message fills you with courage and helps you on your spiritual journey. We exist just to help people meet, know, and follow Jesus. Enjoy today's message. All right, what's up, everybody? Hey, can I just welcome the healthy half of my church to 2022? Uh, Why don't you turn to two or three people and say, hey, happy new year, glad you're healthy. Uh, I heard from like seven families just today, they got Omicron, so I'm like, hello, Omicron 2022, here we go. It's going to be a good year on purpose, and uh, we are getting started. Hey, I'm happy. I've got one of my good friends and coaches in the house today, Danny Parmalee. Can we just go to for Danny right there? Sneaking in the in the back, and uh, he's uh, part of the network that we're a part of. So, Danny, thanks for being here. His family came here on vacation, and they got sick. Not with uh, Omicron, but, you know, he's okay. He's safe, but uh, it's just, I get it. We, we flew up. Y'all, I had the craziest vacation. So, two weeks ago, we flew up to Michigan, Indiana to be with our family. And on the plane, my 10-month-old caught something. And you know how kids be, man. They touch something and stick it in their nose and then touch somebody else. And so for two weeks, like my entire family got it. I spent half my vacation like on the couch out of it. We gave it to 18 family members. And we all tested negative for Omicron. So I think we're good. I'm okay now either way. But, but we all tested negative. So I was like, must be something else. But we gave it to 18 family members. I feel really bad about that. So it is going around. It's a weird start, but we're going to make it a great day on purpose. Can I get an amen? Okay. So I know what you're all thinking. Like I'm going to stay far away from Pastor Matt after, after this and that's okay. So uh, it's, it's going to be awesome. Hey, can we just give it up for our worship leaders one more time, man? They, they've been, they all been overcoming like the flu bug and everything. They, they're out of it now, but they're just fighting through that. And it has been crazy. So I wrote this message on NyQuil. So if, if you could help me out, if I say three things that make sense today, could you just show me some love and clap for me and smile at me and pretend you're getting something out of today or say preach that white boy or something, okay? Just help me out today because it has been a strange, strange week. Um, but we're going we're gonna to start today. I kind of ended last year preaching on hope, and I want to start this year preaching on hope. And I've just been hanging on, on this concept of hope lately. So we're going to look at Isaiah chapter 54 today. And uh, I hope that I can inject you with some hope today. I, I want you to get sick on hope a little bit today. And that's what we're going to look at. Isaiah 54. And I want to start reading in verse 1 and up to verse, up to verse 5. And this is what God is saying through the prophet to his, his kids, the children of Israel. He's saying, sing Barren woman, you who never bore a child, burst into song, shout for joy. You who were never in labor, because more are the children of the desolate woman than of her who has a husband. God's saying. Verse 2 says, enlarge the place of your tent, stretch your tent curtains wide, do not hold back. Lengthen your cords, strengthen your stakes. Verse 3, for you will spread out to the right and the left. Your descendants will dispossess nations and settle in desolate cities. Do not be afraid. You will not be put to shame. Do not fear disgrace. You're not going to be humiliated. You will forget the shame of your youth and remember no more the reproach of your widowhood. For your maker is your husband. The Lord Almighty is his name. The Holy One of Israel is your redeemer. He is called the God of all the earth. I love New Year's resolutions. I always make them. I'm kind of a goal-oriented person myself. And uh, every year, my family, my siblings, there's four of us in our family, 
and my parents, we, we sit down around Christmas time, and we have this tradition where we celebrate the good things that happen, we kind of grieve the bad things that happen, and then we set our New Year's resolutions. And I'm, I'm grateful to be in a, in a family where we all know Jesus, and so we kind of pray for each other. They're, they're somewhat faith-centered goals, and, and we're excited for the new year, and, uh, and we set these goals, and we kind of help each other and keep each other accountable to run for these goals uh, as a family together. And this last year, we decided to make it a little interesting, and we've set some health goals for ourselves. And so we've got a workout program that we're all going to commit to. And uh, if anybody in here have the Center app, my brother got us all on it. No one has the Center app in here? Okay, all right, anyway, whatever. It's a good app if, you, if you're looking for a, a way to stay accountable. So my brother got us on this whole Center app thing, and so we're challenging each other. And then we have to make a good sleep decision every single day, like not look at your cell phone 30 minutes before going to bed. Come on, somebody. This is where I could probably help most of you out this morning. And, uh, and then we have to make a healthy food choice. And if you work out, make a healthy food choice, and do a good sleep decision, we get points for each day. And then we made it interesting, and we each invested $100, and the winner gets $600 at the end, okay? I don't know if betting is very Christ-like, but it's family, right? So we can do that. And so we put money in, and we're challenging each other. And if there is a tie, we are going to plank to the death, okay? I love that, that it's settled by planking. And so your boy is already practicing his planking game right now, okay? And, and one thing about me is when it's with my family, I am hyper-competitive. Like Monopoly has ruined relationships in our house, okay? And we're from the north. We play this game called Euchre. Anybody know what Euchre is? Danny knows what I'm talking about. I think it's like a Canadian game that came down or something because no one in the south knows about it. But it's a great game. But it's ruined relationships forever. It's awesome. And so, so, so we're super competitive, and, and here we are. I'm, I'm excited. And, and every year, I just kind of get into resolutions a little bit. And, and what's, what's cool about resolutions, right, and again, it's good to set goals. It's good to have pace. But, but what we typically do in, in resolution is, is we ask questions like this, right? Like we, we say, what do I want to get done this year? Okay, which is not a bad question, but it's, you know, about, about me, right? Or what are my goals? What, what is it that, that I want to get done? Here's what I think would be healthy for us as Christ followers in, in 2022. What if we also ask the question, what would Jesus want to do this year? What, what might Jesus want to get done in, in 2022? Or, oh, this is a good question. This, this is powerful. What would Jesus maybe want to accomplish in me? What might Jesus want to get done in me? And then what would Jesus maybe want to do through me this year in 2022? And I think that's healthy because I don't want to just start every year about me. I, I want to have a lean. What might God want to do in and, and through me as I start the year. In Isaiah 54, we get this picture, not just of what the people want, but what God wants to do. The context of Isaiah 54 is, that, man, the children of Israel, they were going through it. Okay? They had a 2020 all to themselves. Babylon had attacked, right? The siege of Jerusalem, I think, was about eight years long. So some of them would have lost family members. It interrupted their way of life. It would have been traumatic. Uh, it would have affected every family member in the nation. Uh, I mean, it was a terrible thing. They're conquered. They're, some of them are dragged off to Babylon. Life was really hard and really discouraging. 
And here, when the prophet is talking to Isaiah 54, he's not talking to like a motivational conference crowd. You know, when, when you've got like a motivated crowd and God comes and talks and he's like, stretch out your tents, lengthen the cords, get the stakes out, baby, we're going for the fourth quarter. That's not the crowd that God is talking to and ministering to. These people are discouraged. They don't even own a tent, let alone stretch out their tent. And they're like, how can God tell me to stretch out my tent when I've gone through what I've gone through? Funny thing about life, I I think we all have a hurt, right? We all have a hurt in life. Few people find healing, and I think even fewer have hope for the future. The thing about circumstances, circumstances don't determine where I go. They just determine where I start from. And here God comes and he's talking to his kids and he's saying, guys, listen, if I gave you everything I wanted to give you, too much of it would be wasted. And so I need you to strengthen your your tents. I need you to stretch. I need you to go for it. I I need you to stabilize. I need you to to elongate those muscles so I can give you what I want to give you. There was a time I couldn't touch my toes. Right? Like, I could not touch my toes. I've told you before, growing up, I was a husky boy, man. So my mama called me. And so, and so I couldn't even touch my toes. And I had to work at it for a year. What am I doing? I'm stretching. I'm going for it. I put my leg up. I put, like, the do the down thing. I did the on the floor thing. I mean, I am stretching. Today, I'm more flexible than my wife, which is a fact I'm very proud of, you know? And I remind her of that, you know? I'm like, you, you can't even touch your toe. Look at me. You know and it's like. And, and, so, and so I love it. What, what was I doing? I was working on my stretch. I'm working on my stretch. And God comes along and he says, guys, I need you to stretch for it. I need you to forget about the pain that was in your past. Yes, it's part of your story, but it's not the end of your story. I want you to focus. I want you to stretch. I want you to get ready for what I want to do in your life. Let's stretch for it. Let's get ready for it. Most of us this morning probably did not wake up thinking about the common mustard plant. Probably not on anybody's mind this last week at all, right? Just a common mustard wild plant. If you stretch that one single plant genetically, you end up with broccoli over time. You stretch that plant genetically a different way, you get cauliflower. You stretch it again, you get Brussels sprouts, and you stretch it again a different way, you end up with kale. Now, if a plant stretched can conquer the dinner table, what can God do with your stretch in 2022? Amen. Thank you for that clap, Kevin. I see that hand. Okay? Like, like I don't know about you, but I don't want to just live in like recoil of the last two years. I want to get ready and stretch for what God might want to do. And I don't know about you, but here's what I know. Church, we are not begging for a blessing. We are stretching because God is blessing. I don't know about you, but my Bible says that we've been blessed in Christ Jesus, and he's given us Christ how much more in anything else? Okay? Like, I'm not looking back. I want to look forward to what he might want to do. What I love about this is he's going to a people who are discouraged, displaced, traumatized, not that excited about life. And he's saying, stretch, 
get excited because I'm not done with your life yet. I just believe God's not done with your marriage yet. He's not done with your family yet. He's not done with your relationships yet. If you're breathing, he's got a plan. He wants to use you. The church's best days are not over. They're not in our past. I believe that. I think God has more for our church. He's got more for the church in South Florida. He's got more for every family here. He's got something up his sleeve. And I love that about him. And so he's saying to this people that's discouraged, y'all, get up and stretch. Let's go. Everybody look at your neighbor and say, stretch. Touch your toes, something. Stretch. Let's look back at verse 4. Do not be afraid. You will not be put to shame. Do not fear disgrace. You will not be humiliated. You'll forget the shame of your youth and remember no more the reproach of your widowhood. You know, when, when Israel was conquered and they went through everything they went through, not only was it very painful and traumatizing, it filled them with a lot of shame. You know, they were God's chosen people. God had established them. They'd, he'd rescued them from Egypt. I mean, he'd brought them through all these trials and challenges. And, and man, they were sitting, you know, in, in a lot of security in a national sense. And here comes Babylon and sacks their city and carries them away to a foreign land. And, man, they are going through it. And they are they're full of shame. They're full of shame. You know, here's the nasty thing about shame. Guilt typically deals with what we've done. But shame is more of an identity sense, isn't it? Shame is like something's, something's wrong with me. In fact, and you get the psychologytoday.com for me, Brian. This is what psychology today says. says shame informs us of an internal state of inadequacy. Isn't, isn't that sad? Shame can lead us to feel as though our whole self is flawed, bad, subject to exclusion. And it motivates us to hide. That's, that's shame. The sad thing that I think about shame is shame really shuts a person down. Right? I mean, guilt's like, oh, man, I shouldn't have done that. I'll get over it. But shame is like, I can't get away from me and what, what I've done and, and what I feel. It's just a terrible thing to, to feel. And God is going to a people that feel a lot of shame and feeling like something is wrong with them. And he's saying, you're going to forget that shame, and we are going to go on. I, I'm going to move in your life. I'm doing something fresh you know, I, I don't know what hurt you've gone through. I, I don't know what guilt you've carried. I, I don't know what kind of sense of shame maybe you have in your life. But here's, here's what I do believe. I believe in Jesus Christ. Everything is made new. In fact, the Bible says in 2 Corinthians 5, 17, it says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, I love this in the Amplified, it is, that is grafted in, joined to him by faith as Savior. He's a new creature, reborn renewed by the Holy Spirit. Old things, the previous moral and spiritual condition, man, they've passed away. Behold, things have come new because spiritual awakening brings new life. New life. I, I don't know what you've gone through this last year or last couple of years, but here's what I, I do know. God wants to do something new in your life because Jesus went to that cross. And if you were the only one that carried shame, if you're the only one that had guilt, if you're the only one that made a mistake, I believe God would have done just for you. Amen? Come on. Anybody else in there ready to trade some shame for some new glory and some new life? I, I am. Anybody in here did something you're not exactly proud of? Sure. But you know what? Because of Jesus, we got a fresh start. Amen? There's new life. There's life and love coming into my life and through my life because of Jesus. What I love about New Year's, man, New Year's are a great time to start something new, right? Start that diet, start that workout program, get those New Year's resolutions. Guess what else a New Year is good for? You can start some, some things, but it's also a great time to start stopping some things, okay? And it's a great time to break up with discouragement. 
it, go ahead and don't call fear back this year. Okay, like just swipe left on shame. It's okay. Like don't you don't have to take everything the enemy wants to give you this year. Break up with some stuff. Go ahead and take faith out to the movies, right? Take hope out to dinner. Spend some time flirting with courage. It'd be good for you. Okay, like I want to start the right things and I want to stop the wrong things. I break up with shame. Amen. How, how is this possible? I, I, I love my closing few thoughts here. How do the children of Israel dream again and how can they get to a place of shame and discouragement and displacement? How do they get to a sense of, hey, there's still some good out there for me. There's a future and a hope and all these things. I love verse 5 and the closing of this. It says, For your maker is your husband, the Lord Almighty is his name. The Holy One of Israel is your redeemer. He's called the God of all the earth. God is your creator. He's your maker. He's in covenant with you. He's claimed you. Like your, your, your marriage, right? Like that's what a Christian marriage is, right? It just symbolizes Christ and the church. This, this commitment that God has made to our lives and the church. And, and he's saying, Hey, guys, how are we going to do this? How are these good things going to happen? Because God is the creator. And guess what, Babylon? Yeah, it's a big city, but it's just one city. God is the maker of all the earth. So the problem you're facing, the hurt you feel, yeah, it's big. I'm not trying to make light of it today, but it's not the whole earth. Maybe somebody's bothering you, but it's not everybody Maybe you got 10 people you have to. It's still not the whole earth. Maybe you got a big problem, but it's not all of creation you're facing. And the God that you're connected with, he's the owner of the entire thing. And he's saying, because of this, get ready for something good. What I find so intriguing is in 538 B.C., you have Cyrus, king of Persia. They invade Babylon. They, they tear apart Babylon. The Persian Empire comes in. And one of the first things Cyrus does is he lets the children of Israel go back home if they want. Today, Babylon is still in ruins. And in fact, years ago, Iraq tried to bring it back and it just didn't work out. And it's still sitting in ruins. And yet the nation of Israel has been restored. God's people are still here. You know what that tells me? When you roll with Jesus, there's some standing power. There's something about him that he's just with you and committed to you. And because of that, I have something. And that's what Paul said. He goes, we've done all else. Just stand. Because God's got resources you don't know about. He's got favor you haven't thought about. He's got people talking good about you behind your back when you didn't even see anything coming. He's the God of the whole earth. And when you don't have the answers for 2022, you know the God who does. And so just stand, baby. Get ready. He can still do something. And I don't know about you, but I want to live a life where I'm like, God, I'm stretching for what you have for me, and I'm not looking to everything else. It's easy to get lost. I don't want to overextend in all the negative. I want to stretch for my calling. Come on, some of us, may you watch them five hours on Netflix, and you wake up the next day, and you got no energy for your calling, and you wonder why. <laughs> don't overextend in all those dramatic relationships when God's got something good for you in your future. Let me just pastor for five seconds, right? Like, I don't want to overextend in all the wrong ways. I want to stretch in the right way. And I believe there's something on our church. I believe there's something on your life. I believe there's something on your family. And God, I think, is saying to us this year, guys, stretch. Yeah, it's been challenging. Yeah, it's been wild. But stretch. Get ready. I'm not done. In fact, in so many ways, I feel like I'm 25 again. I really do. 
I know that sounds weird, but I feel young. I feel fresh. Maybe that's my kids keep me young. I know I don't look it. I'm not as cool as I used to be. You know, I got a van now. I was going to put a sticker on it like I used to be cool, you know, but now I'm rolling in my Honda Odyssey up in this thing, and that's all right. But I feel good. I feel like God is up to something new, and guys, I believe it's on my heart. The church's best days are yet ahead of us. It's yet ahead of us. We ain't done. And as long as I'm breathing, I want to be a part of what he's got up his sleeve, and I want to reach for it, and I want to stretch for it. I want to go for it. I don't want to live my life sitting by. I want to reach for the things that he has. Amen? Well, hopefully I said at least three things that made sense today. I don't know, but thank you. I'm excited. We have some standing, we have some standing power. Let me pray for us this morning, and we'll get out of here and hang out and have some fun. Heavenly Father, God, you're the, you're the God of healing, and, and life does bring hurt. We've all been hurt. God, we all, we've all gone through something the last couple years that has been wild. But, Lord, I just believe there's more. And, God, I don't, I don't want to just get lost in all the things that, that are negative. I want to stretch for what, for what you want to do in our generation, what you want to do in our lives. And, God, I just believe every marriage here, every family here, uh, God, every, every person here that just, they got dreams from you, they got callings from you, they got purpose from you. And, Lord, I want to get lost in that. I want to stretch for what you are doing. And so, Father, I thank you that you've got something fresh for your people. You've got, you've got new things for the church. You've got new ground and space for us to take over, and people still need love. They need ministry. They need Jesus. And so before us is amazing opportunities, God. So, Father, we just receive the freshness today from the power of the Holy Spirit. And, God, we thank you. We give you the glory in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. I'm going to close with this scripture this morning for us. And this is Romans 15, 13. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. I want you going into 2022 not hurt, but in hope. Amen? Amen. Amen. Thanks again for checking out our podcast. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe. Share with a few friends. Thanks for helping us make Jesus famous right here in South Florida. Again, if you're in the Fort Lauderdale area, we'd love to see you sometime. Or as always, visit us online, citylift.church. Have an amazing week.